Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. She'll talk about last week's federal budget announcements and also touch on the avian flu situation. Up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from CAP President Bill Campbell. Group held its Spring Advisory Council meeting yesterday. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Keystone Agricultural Producers held its Spring Advisory Council meeting yesterday. President Bill Campbell gave the opening address. Supply chain challenges, drought, floods, fires, the war in Ukraine and more. These have all impacted producers in all sectors in every region of Manitoba. CAP's focus has been on advocacy and education to ensure that the right information, support, and tools are available to producers. With this in mind, at every turn, CAP has emphasized collaboration with producers, farm groups, and governments. No matter the commodity, we have common interests and we need to work together. This collaboration will be key to ensuring that our industry emerges from these challenges challenges stronger than ever. I would like to take a few minutes to recap some of CAP's recent work. Our executive and staff have met with provincial and federal decision makers, including Premier Stephenson, Minister Johnson, Minister Bebo, Senator Rob Black, MP John Barlow and MP Randy Hoback. We advocated on key issues such as transportation, business risk management, labor, and the environment. CAP has continued to help facilitate discussions and feedback on agri-recovery programs to support livestock producers while ensuring that crop producers know their options with drought damaged crops. The recent CP rail work stoppage was also a top priority for staff. CAP believed that rail service shall be designated an essential service to ensure the flow of agricultural products. This included the addition of low risk grade crossing category that exempts most field to field crossings from the majority of sections under grade crossing regulations. These amendments really highlight the importance of working together to achieve results. On another note, CAP continues to call for action on carbon pricing and education property taxes. We met with Premier Stephenson and provincial cabinet ministers to discuss Manitoba's path forward on both files. These issues have serious impact on the competitiveness of agriculture. Earlier this month, we reiterated our call for provincial and federal governments to work together to find a solution for carbon pricing in Manitoba. They're price takers and they can't pass on these costs to consumers. We've been clear that in Manitoba, any plan must include an exemption on fuel use for grain drying and heating barns and return all tax revenue earned from agricultural activities to this sector. 
That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell speaking yesterday at the group's Spring Advisory Council meeting. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Farm Credit Canada is offering enhanced credit line options and increased crop input loan limits to address recent input cost increases. FCC is offering credit limit increases to crop input financing customers who meet specific pre-approval criteria. The Federal Crown Corporation is also offering a two-year credit line for qualified customers to access up to a maximum of $500,000. FCC will continue to consider other options such as debt restructuring to support customers in financial difficulty. Keystone Agricultural Producers held its Spring Advisory Council meeting on Wednesday. President Bill Campbell gave the opening address. Supply chain challenges, drought, floods, fires, the war in Ukraine, and more. These have all impacted producers in all sectors in every region of Manitoba. CAP's focus has been on advocacy and education. With this in mind, at every turn, CAP has emphasized collaboration with producers, farm groups, and governments. No matter the commodity, we have common interests and we need to work together. This collaboration will be key to ensuring that our industry emerges from these challenges stronger than ever. The virtual meeting also included a presentation on improving the odds of success with high-priced fertilizer. And the Liberal government released its federal budget last week. Fawn Jackson, Director of Policy and International Affairs for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, says they were pleased to see increased investment in resilient supply chains. There was around $600 million of the budget that was indicated for that. And I think when we're thinking of infrastructure, you know, $600 million doesn't look like it goes really far. Um, but there have been other previous investments of, of infrastructure around the $4 billion uh, mark. And, and they've... Uh, indicated that those dollars are really going to now be focused on building these resilient supply chains. She says they were also pleased to see key investments in rural infrastructure, labour and climate smart agriculture. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, April 14th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble. Joining us now is Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble to talk about last week's federal budget announcement. $450 million over five years to the um, Canada's National Trade Corridors Fund. Um, you know, just talk a little bit about, about that money and, and how that'll be used to, to get things going again. Well, as you know, our food supply chain and, and supply chains in general have been under a lot of pressure in recent years uh, because of COVID and, and now because of the war in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, we acknowledge that for Canada being a very important exporter, it, uh, it is important for us to be a trust, uh, a, a reliable partner, which means having uh, transportation corridors uh, that move smoothly. And uh, we know that we can invest in some critical infrastructure, as we are de- doing now in the, the Port of Vancouver, for example. But there is more to do. And this, um, this uh, exercise is under the leadership of the Minister of Transport, uh, Omar Olgabra. Wanted to um, talk a little bit about the uh, 2030 emissions reduction plan. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that money will be used? 
Yes, actually, we've got uh, $1 billion more. So it brings uh, the agricultural sector uh, to $1.5 billion investment to support our farmers in their transition toward a even more sustainable agriculture. And, and uh, I always uh, want to say more because I acknowledge that our farmers are already doing a lot. I mean, they're, they're feel their farms, their land is, is what they have the most precious, their animals. And uh, so we are uh, tripling the budget of uh, clean technologies. Uh, so it allows uh, farmers to get subsidy for uh, more energy efficient grain dryers or for uh, precision agriculture. So these new equipments that will allow us to uh, reduce our emissions uh, we are also adding $470 million to the Agricultural Climate Solution, so the on-farm climate action that will give direct, direct incentives to farmers uh, if they adopt uh, beneficial practices such as cover cropping or rot uh, rotational grazing. Yes, rotational grazing or better management of uh, nutrients. So. This is uh, these are two uh, direct initiatives that we are putting in place to support farmers. We will also keep investing in uh, research and innovation in science uh, to once again, you know, develop maybe more resilient crops, for example, uh, and uh, better practices, better technologies. Labor uh, is a key concern for for agriculture. Can you tell us about some improvements coming to the um, temporary foreign worker program? Yeah, so we have already actually, Minister Qualtrough already made a few announcements last week uh, to uh, allow foreign workers to stay longer, uh, to ease also the process of uh, uh, impact. Uh, the, the, when we studied the, the market, uh, LMIA, <laughs> the process, and in the budget, we are committed to modernize the uh, foreign temporary workers program uh, to recognize uh, the trusted employers, make sure that uh, we can ease the administrative burden for them uh, while protecting the workers, of course. So, and we are, the budget also uh, is providing additional resources to the Department of uh, Labor and the Department of Immigration so they have uh, more capacity to process uh, the request from farmer uh, in a, in a, in a more timely manner. Wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, supply managed sectors and um, compensation there. Um, can we can we um, expect uh, further announcements this year on that? Yes, we have already provided all the compensation related to the two first free trade agreements with uh, the European Union and uh, the uh, transatlantic uh, trans-Pacific sorry um, zone. And uh, our commitment is to provide the details uh, for the agreement with uh, the United States and Mexico in the fall economic statement this year. And the next uh, agriculture policy framework that was um, touched on a little bit in, in, in the budget. Um, can you talk about, I guess, where, where that's at? Well, I'll be meeting with my uh, provincial and territorial colleagues uh, early May. Uh, to talk about it, we are in the process of uh, renewing or, you know, uh, negotiating a new framework agreement that will go from 2023 to 2028. Uh, obviously, I will be um, encouraging my colleagues uh, for us to invest 
in uh, in the fight against climate change, in uh, supporting our farmers to adapt to these uh, extreme uh, events, and uh, also invest to to strengthen our supply chain to make sure that our farmers are and and the food uh, processing. Uh, food uh, industry is also uh, competitive. So we have also in the budget um, some re- uh, so some financing to proceed with the new framework. And uh, just to wrap things up here, I uh, wanted to touch a little bit on, on um, avian flu. Um, you know, we're seeing more cases pop up. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the, the government's response there? Uh, yes, we're following the situation closely. Obviously, we have cases right now in uh, Alberta, Quebec, Ontario, some under investigation in BC. Uh, so CFI is really working closely with uh, the farmers who are uh, affected. Well, the, their birds are affected, of course, um, to make sure that we control the disease as quickly as possible. Uh, so they put in place some some zoning around the farm to make sure that it doesn't spread. But actually, uh, I know our farmers are being very cautious. They are applying phytosanitary uh, biosecurity measures, obviously. But the fact is that uh, the disease is coming um, from uh, wild birds right now. So this is something that we we have to uh, to be to work very closely with uh, each and every um, farms that are affected. But with um, the teams at CFI, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, they are able to um, control the disease as soon as, as uh, quickly as possible. Then they can proceed with the depopulation, the uh, the cleaning of the facility, and then you know. Uh, between 30 and 60 days, I'm being told, they can restart a new production. That was Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Dairy Farmers of Manitoba is hosting spring meetings this month. A meeting will take place April 19th at the Days Inn Winkler and April 21st at the Pat Porter Active Living Centre in Steinbach. And looking ahead, Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is putting on a Fence and Water Solutions Workshop June 1st. Cost is $30. You can register on the MFGA website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon. Earlier in the show, we heard from Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell, who spoke during the group's Spring Advisory Council meeting held virtually yesterday. Here's the rest of his opening address. We've also emphasized the need for an equitable model of education funding in Manitoba, along with our desire to see education property taxes removed from farmland. And we were encouraged to see that in budget 2022, that the continuing uh, uh, tax farmland tax rebates will continue for the next two years at 37.5% in 2022 and 50% in 2023. CAP staff met this month with Ledger Research and provided input to the Manitoba K-12 funding model review. As CAP approaches its 40th anniversary in 2024, I want to emphasize the fact that engagement is vital 
to our role as the voice of Manitoba farmers. We have a great team led by our general manager, Brandon Mahoney, but at the end of the day, it's on us as farmers. You can help chart the direction of the sector through CAPS policy committees, meetings, task force, district committees, and working groups. We need you to get involved, whether through these opportunities or by joining your local district. Delivering CAPS vision requires the effort of everyone around our table. Please check out our annual report online to learn about all of CAPS work in 2021. Biosecurity, Canadian Grain Commission consultations, class one licensing, and a variety of other topics. And looking forward to 2022, there are many priorities that we must focus on as an organization. Advocacy, regulatory modernization, and engagement and outreach are the pillars of CAP's work. We're focused on four key policy priorities as an organization. Business risk management programs to support farmers, sustainability in the environment, economic development in rural Manitoba, and public trust in agriculture. All of this work needs to be supported through strong organizational foundation. That's why our board of directors is undergoing a governance and bylaw review, all to support the stability of CAPS structure. These are key elements in key CAPS strategic plan announced at our latest annual general meeting as we plan ahead for years to come. In closing, you are the driving force behind everything that CAP does, and your input is necessary to help CAP ensure a sustainable and profitable futures for Manitoba farmers. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell speaking yesterday at the group's Spring Advisory Council meeting. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association identified some key announcements in last week's federal budget for agriculture. Vaughn Jackson, Director of Policy and International Affairs for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, says they were pleased to see $48.2 million for a new foreign labour program for agriculture and fish processing. And, you know, what's really limiting our ability to uh, access those international markets even further is labour in Canada. And it's not just labor at the processing facilities, but it's actually labor all along the supply chain. So, you know, on the farms, in the transport sectors, in the in the processing uh, facilities. And so we've been advocating for a long time for agriculture-specific solutions. The CCA is also pleased to see the government focus on the need for supply chain resiliency, climate-smart agriculture, and the need for key investments in rural infrastructure. And the president of Keystone Agricultural Producers spoke to members during the group's Spring Advisory Council meeting held Wednesday. Here's Bill Campbell. Our executive and staff have met with provincial and federal decision makers, including Premier Stephenson, Minister Johnson, Minister Bebo, Senator Rob Black, MP John Barlow, and MP Randy Hoback. We advocated on key issues such as transportation, business risk management, labor, and the environment. CAP has continued 
to help facilitate discussions and feedback on agri-recovery programs to support livestock producers while ensuring that crop producers know their options with drought damaged crops. The recent CP rail work stoppage was also a top priority for staff. The virtual meeting also included a presentation on improving the odds of success with high-priced fertilizer. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.